Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. Hello and welcome to the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. This is the Arts Commission's weekly turn at the microphone here at MPB. Each week we bring you an in-depth discussion with a different creative Mississippian. We talk to artists, we talk to musicians, uh, other creative people, people who help promote the arts in their community. Today we have a very, some very special guests. We have not one artist, not two artists, but three artists, and they're all related. They're all part of one family together. We have Rob Cooper, Wendy Edelman, and Lucy Cooper, and uh, missing today, but also will be featured later, Theo Cooper, their son. The Edelman Coopers, thank you guys for coming. We thank really appreciate it. Hi, thanks for, thanks for having us. Well, um, Rob is one of our, uh, this year's Artist Fellowship recipients. He's got an Artist Fellowship uh, recipient grant for his work in glass. He's a glass artist, as well as Wendy and Lucy. Um, but... I thought something, rather than just talking to Rob, I knew that you, you're, you have this creative family and that you all work together and all have your own practices. So I thought it'd be more interesting to have you all come in and talk together, uh, both about your individual work and um, your work uh, as, a, as a unit. Um, so you all are based here in Jackson. Um, you all work, the, the three of you that are here today work at Pearl River Glass Studio, which is a stained glass studio here in Jackson. Um, maybe Rob, could you talk just a little bit about your work as a glass artist, you know, both the, the work that you do on behalf of Pearl River, as well as kind of your own personal work? Sure. Um, I, I would like to go all the way back to the APAC public school program for sending me to the glass studio back in 1994, which is how long I've been there, oddly enough. Um, that was just a, a really great art program where I got to, for my senior project, learn the, the steps in making a stained glass window in the two weeks I was there. And Andrew Carrion uh, decided to hire me on for summer help, and the rest is history. I've been there ever since, and learning all the different processes of stained glass, which are many, honestly, but I've, I've settled into more of a, a glass painting focus uh, of late, so I do a lot of the imagery that you see painted onto church windows depicting scenes from the Bible or portraits of saints. That's what I specialize in right now. And um, I, I work there most of the week, but also do the same type of thing on my own time as well as a, as personal art. So, um, But the, the studio itself is, is, has been there quite a while, over 45 years or so. And um, it's very established, and we, we get to do work from all over the South, churches, architectural work, residential. So it's, it's a really interesting place to be because the work's always changing and challenging, and um, it gives, us, it gives you know, a creative person a lot to, to, uh, to challenge them on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's great to finally have my family working right alongside me after all this time. Uh, just in the last few years, uh, my wife Wendy decided to join in, and daughter Lucy, and even Theo works there over the summer, so we, we all know a good bit about glass at this point. 
That's awesome. Now, Wendy, you you've worked as a glass artist, but you've also had a you had a previous long term. Uh, um, residency or, or work with the, the, the other fa- one of the other famous uh, studios here in Jackson, the Wolf Studio. Yes, yes. I was privileged to, to work with the Wolves uh, for nearly two decades. Um, the Wolf Studio, if you don't know, is uh, one of the oldest art studios um, running in, in, the, in Mississippi and probably throughout the, the South. There are a few, um, a few art families that uh, that I've learned about over the years that um, the Wolf is, Wolf Studio is is one of them. Uh, Carlin Mildred Wolf started the studio in 1946, and when I graduated from the University of Southern Mississippi uh, with a degree in printmaking, I found the Wolf Studio when Lucy was a tiny baby after I had moved back to Jackson and started working there, assisting B.B. Wolf with printmaking of her mother's uh, catalog of prints, and uh, subsequently received an arts grant from the Mississippi Arts Commission to, to reprint her entire, Ms. Mildred Wolf's entire catalog of, of prints, and we had a, a show at the art museum. Um, but yeah, I worked with both B.B. Wolf and Mildred Wolf um, as well, for a long time. Uh, Mildred passed away in uh, 2009, and yesterday was actually her birthday, which is really cool. Um, But uh, yeah, I worked with the the Wolf Studio for a long time doing surface decoration on ceramics and just any number of of techniques I I learned. Like you said, it it really was a a residency in a lot of ways um, and just a, a wonderful experience that I had for for about 20 years until transitioning uh, in the past couple of years to my uh, next phase of my career, which apparently is stained glass. Um, I'm very happy about that. Uh, it's, uh, I, I never, like Rob said, he's he's been at the Pro River Glass Studio for a really long time. We met um, through mutual friends uh, late in the late 90s when he was at art school in Baltimore. And we both, we had a a long distance relationship for a while until he moved back to Jackson and uh, where we got married and and settled in Jackson, which we both grew up in Jackson. Um, And you come out of a a family of of creative people as well. So this was part of your growing up as well? I do. Um, My my parents, we're not necessarily artists, but very um, creative and open-minded people and really encouraged any kind of creative venture that I could think of. Um, my dad had lots of different hobbies over the years and um, actually did stained glass for a little while when I was about 12. And so I was introduced very briefly to stained glass uh, as, as a a youngster and um, kind of came back to it when I met Rob. It was sort of a, a, a rediscovery of, of that medium that I'd been kind of entranced with as a child. But um, yeah, my, my father eventually um, retired from the work that he was doing, selling truck parts and doing a lot of very physical labor and settled into uh, his next career of glass etching and, and becoming the, the craftsman that he's always been really full-time. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And now, Lucy, you are, you guys both mentioned APAC. You are also, so you're a second generation. I, mean, I wonder if that's, you're the first, one of the earliest, or if there are other second generation <laughs> APAC, uh, you know, uh, APAC students. Your parents were in APAC and you mm-hmm. went to APAC as well. Yeah, we actually had the same teacher. Frank Neal was there when, when they were there, and he was, you know, one of the best art teachers that I've had. I'm lucky to have gotten to go to his classes. <laughs> it's interesting that we both had him. And APAC really was such a solid, wonderful foundation. Um, I'm really grateful for, for that program here. Yeah, it's a it's a for folks outside of Jackson. It's a multidisciplinary arts program that they offer through JPS through the Jackson Public Schools, and they offer visual arts, music, dance, theater, vocal think, and vocal and strings. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so all all the most of the disciplines and and visual arts has always been a strong part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also then you followed up by going to the School of the Arts, and I'm just mm-hmm. curious about how that how that experience kind of uh, affected your practice. Yeah, after APAC, so I went to APAC from seventh grade to sophomore year, and then junior year is when you go to Mississippi School of the Arts, kind of as a college experience, really, um, with such a solid foundation at APAC, I was really able to take advantage of everything that MSA had to offer. And, you know, I just really had lots of space to develop my skills and really figure out what my work was about. And it's just an amazing place to get to know people. You know, like I had a huge community of friends there that really meant a lot to me. And it's, I've seen it really turn Theo into this like wonderful, he's always been a really wonderful artist, but it's amazing to see how much kids blossom when they go there. It's very, it's, it's just a wonderful place. In a cute little, I mean, Brookhaven is such a small town, you wouldn't think that there's a whole lot going on there. But it's, at the heart of it is this huge community of kids that are very adamant about pursuing their art. And that's really special. That's in the Mississippi. Yeah. You're listening to the Arts Hour on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Larry Morrissey, and we're talking to the Edelman Coopers today, a family of artists, visual artists, about their work and their lives together. Um, so, Lucy, you, you're doing, um, of course, it, it's kind of like, you could, I guess you couldn't avoid cl- glass work, <laughs> but, but I know your work is, you know, working in, in, in ink and in painting, and so talk about kind of the, the breadth of what you do as, a, as an individual artist. So I recently have, um, I have a painting studio in Midtown that has become a really wonderful part of my practice and stained glass has only recently made its way into my practice. Um, I kind of did as many things as I could until I ended up getting sucked into the the family vortex that is at the glass studio now which I'm grateful for and um, and I have learned so much and it has informed my art in many ways Um, but right now I'm primarily a painter and I love using gouache Um, since a plein air retreat in Greece last year I just really fell in love with painting outdoors from observation 
and kind of melding that with, is that a word? Merging that with my other work, my more non-objective paintings. Um, but I've dabbled in lots of things. I really love printmaking. Growing up at the Wolf Studio, that was a really big part of just learning about art, um, seeing mom work on Mildred's old wood blocks. That was really interesting and always very fascinating to me. And that kind of line quality has really made its way into my work, I think. And stained glass, just the the linear qualities of it, the emphasis on color and light, all of that has really made a big impact on my color choices and my line choices and mm -hmm. cool um and so we're gonna uh the missing member of the family theo cooper we mentioned earlier he's at the mississippi school of the arts right now he's starting his senior he's just his started senior his senior year, year. how mm -hmm. about that um wendy talk I, I know theo as a budding guitarist and we're going to hear a little bit from him uh coming up here in the break mm -hmm. but what is his visual arts work what is what does he focus on Right now, I think he's mainly focused on what the things that he has to do for school, but he always makes everything his own. It's all it's it's all very Theo. Um, he he's very detail oriented and just has the most wonderful line quality with his his ink drawings and has always taken a long time to 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 get a piece done because he's very thoughtful about how he does it and um, and when he was in school in in Jackson that sometimes kind of kept him from finishing things because, you know, um, you got to keep going with the, with the projects and stuff. Else, yeah. But I, I feel like um, he's, he's getting more done at the Mississippi School of the Arts just because the environment is, is very much, it's, it's, it's a little more like, uh, like being in college, like Lucy said, where there's this there's this momentum that that builds with the community and everybody encourages each other, so he's he's coming out with some really beautiful work. I'm, I'm always very impressed. Cool. And Rob, talk a little bit just about him as a musician. And I know he used to he kind of was doing the electric guitar, but he's mm -hmm. he's kind of moved into acoustic some or what? Yeah. Well, it's it's really been fascinating to watch him progress. Um, he started out. You know, I remember years ago, I was playing classical music because I like to work with that on in the background. And uh, we started talking about, can you hear the differences between the composers? And he really started developing his ear to, to pick out, you know, um, a lot a lot in the, that he was hearing there and uh, eventually tried out the guitar. He's always been fascinated, but <clears throat> as a child, he didn't quite. He couldn't quite do what he wanted to, but he gave it another chance, and he started listening to blues music and just took to Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and really taking to like a just really natural blues style. And now he's doing more of a finger picking, John Fahey type type of playing with acoustic guitar, and um, he's, it's just it's really it's really fun to see him progress rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> This is Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app.
I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to the Arts Hour. Uh, I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guests today are the Edelman Cooper family, Rob Cooper, Wendy Edelman, and Lucy Cooper. And and we just heard uh, the youngest, Theo Cooper, on guitar. And they are a family of artists, and we're talking to them about their work. Uh, we'll go back to... Uh, Daddy Rob Rob Cooper, who is our current year artist, one of our current year artist fellowships. This is um, you've gotten fellowships before, right? Is this your second or third? It's I think it's the third one. Well, so congratulations! A big thank you to the Mississippi Arts Commission for for giving money to artists in the community. It's a, a huge help. Um, and yeah, this this is my third one. So it's every five years you're able to reapply. So I. I didn't miss a beat and just figured why not and um yeah it's it's really gratifying to to receive that and this this time around um next year is going to be my 30th year to be working at the glass studio so over the years i've noticed i have a lot of unfinished work that has been kind of building up in storage and i'd like to have a almost a retrospective type show next year and so for that I think the grant's going to help me to go back and start to finish up a lot of the work that has not been able to be finished, whether for time restrictions or materials or scheduling. So I'm going to take the time finally to, to get a lot of that work finished and try to have a really a, a show that kind of scans the at least the last two, two decades of what I've been doing and uh, see that progression there. So I'm looking forward to, to being able to put that on display, probably at the Glass Studio in Mid Midtown. Right, in the uh, the uh, Andy Young's Pearl River Glass Studio, which is in Midtown Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's right next to, the, near the railroad tracks, uh, very close to downtown. Um, Y'all have a little kind of gallery, I guess gallery space is, is what, and you have some shows on a regular basis there? Right, uh, it's a tradition annually, we still are keeping up with it. Every uh, November, we'll do a group show. So we always have a great group of talented artists working there. And every every November, we have a group show that allows everyone that wants to to put in some work of their their own. So it's it's a not necessarily a theme show, but it's a group show fe featuring work by the people working at the Glass Studio. So it's always fun, and it's it's always extremely different from year to year. Um, so that'll be coming up this fall. And, uh, yeah, in the gallery up front, um, just like always. So, yeah, if you're in town, definitely be sure to, to come by. We'll be posting those dates. Follow us, you know, on social media, and um, you'll be able to find out more about that. I wanted to go back, though, real quick to the to Artist Fellowship. So this is a grant that we give, and there's not... Uh, the, the grant is issued by the Arts Commission to the individual artist, and it's for... It's basically in you know saying this person is doing work of like the highest quality. It's a very competitive grant. Not anybody. A lot of people apply. Not everybody gets it. So it's it is selective. So it, I mean that is something is a is a is a feather in your cap three mm -hmm. times. Uh, but 
I'm just curious, I, I don't know if you've talked with other people who've had it or that type of money, how that can help an artist. People say, well, you're just giving these people money mm -hmm. for, for no good reason. But there, there's just like really wide range of things that people can do. And maybe you could talk to it as an artist, how that, mm -hmm. you know, that creates flexibility, like you said, or, mm -hmm. or ability to get equipment or purchase things or that kind of thing. Sure, yeah, it really gives you a lot of freedom to, to, um, to choose from it, whether it can be as simple as I need some, you know, working a day job for me, even though I'm part-time, it still helps me pay the bills to, to go into work and have that regular amount of time. So if, if I'm working on an, an ambitious project, I will need more time away from work so it, it can allow me just just time to sink into a project to really flesh it out the way i want or um and glass is expensive so if there's some really you know cadillac style glass which the studio has a great collection i will maybe go get the glass that i would like to you know that my first choice and be able to afford to use the type of material i want to for a particular window um so yeah it, it really it it amps up my capabilities as an artist to 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 in, in, to actually achieve the vision I have in my head instead of just settling for um, <clears throat> doing you know what I what I can normally um, on a day-to-day -day basis but but yeah it, it really it gives it extends my capacity as an artist to for materials for time travel workshops which um, I may not get around to doing that just yet because like I said I'm trying to put a lot of work together to have have a, a retrospective more or less um, by next year. So that's probably what the focus will be this this time uh, for the grant. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, there was a uh, so there was a show in Ridgeland area last fall that I think all of you did you did mm -hmm. Lucy, you have you, all of y'all had pieces as well as kind of kind of a broader community of artists and it was all around kind of saints and 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 uh, uh, sacred themes. And Wendy, you have these pieces that were really interesting, and I'm going to say mandalas. Mand mandalas. Mandalas. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I was hoping it's it's not glass, right? It's or is no. It, um, these were these were pen and ink drawings um, on mostly gold pen and ink drawings on black paper, uh, concentric circle uh, images that. Uh, where each layer was kind of a different motif. So, and these started out um, as, uh, started out with my study of, of stained glass and the rose windows of medieval times, medieval Gothic architecture. And um, is it like Notre Dame? Isn't that like the famous? Is that a rose? Considered Notre a rose Dame? Considered yeah, a rose Notre Dame window? has a really incredible rose window. Yeah, and so it's one of the these, famous this ones. Rose, these rose windows are something that you find in these cathedrals all over the world. And they're, the architecture encases all of this amazing stained glass. And they're, some of them are just really, really big. They're really massive. and spectacular and inspiring and um, very difficult to do as an individual glass artist to you know that that's sort of what you know an aspiration but on a smaller scale they become it becomes a a meditation for me to just sort of meditate on those concentric circles and creating a, a mandala that that becomes 
a focal point for the viewer to to have a devotional gaze with ultimately and this wasn't from my memory of asking you about it it wasn't necessarily like i'm going to create this art piece it was more of kind of a personal thing it was, that just they, kind they of... became they began began and and still continue to be a, a practice that uh is separate from that works with my other modes of creating but it's also sort of a separate thing because like i said it, it's it's a meditation that often I do in the morning. Um, I'm, having, I'm having my coffee and I'm kind of thinking about like what if you know I'm. I really love uh, working with the compass and the geometry, and I think I think that came about through my work with stained glass and the precision that stained glass work involves, which is is not something that was ever very present with any of my other work. My work tends to be very fluid and organic, um, very playful very much about color and uh, finding shapes and imagery in kind of a, a chaotic environment, sort of pulling uh, the, the control out of the, out of the chaos. And these, these pieces were just kind of a way of just really focusing on, on one thing. And, um, is it a conscious thought, like in terms of like, and now I'm going to go this way, or is it just kind of like, something's leading you you know the the moment is leading you or in terms I, of how it how it how it kind of cr uh, how it sort of grows comes together yeah um so i say that it came out of the my, my study of stained glass and the rose window but it also came about through my love of pattern design and my work that i did for the wolf studio and still continue to do a little bit um we at the at the wolf studio there, there's this set of nativity figures that goes back to the 1950s. Carl and Mildred Wolf started making nativity figures uh, every Christmas, and they would be very elaborately decorated with gold luster, uh, which is an overglaze that you hand paint over the the glazed ware, and it's fired at a very low temperature so that the gold is reduced and it comes out very bright and shiny and you know it's really beautiful and so through working with that work for such a long time I kind of developed a, a vocabulary of design elements and imagery just through studying um, ornament of different cultures and so the mandalas and the gold especially the the gold mandalas kind of a direct um, translation of that in a way, kind of a way to keep my, my hand fluid and improvising with the gold, but contained in these concentric circles that, so each layer becomes just a way to improvise on a certain motif, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You're listening to the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guests today are the Edelman Cooper family. Rob Cooper, Wendy Edelman, Lucy Cooper, and then Theo Cooper is our special musical performer for uh, the music breaks today. Um, Lucy, you are also a previous Arts Commission grantee. Uh, you've mm -hmm. gotten some grants from us, and I believe one was for travel. Was that? Tell, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I've gotten two mini grants from MAC. Um, the first one went towards materials, brand new materials for 
the trip that I took with Jared Partridge, another Mississippi artist, to Greece last year. And I knew that I wanted to use a medium that was a little more casual than oil paint, something that I could become pretty comfortable with quickly. And I had never really used gouache before. I'd used watercolors and I had gotten really upset with them. They're not the easiest Very to fussy, learn. Yeah. yeah. But gouache felt like the perfect, um, just the perfect medium for me, um, kind of between watercolor and acrylic. And I could work really quickly and really mix these colors that I really felt um, were the right ones for where I was. The light and grease is so incredible and the colors are just so vibrant. So that was really such a wonderful opportunity and has pushed my art in so many ways. And so that one mini grant, just being able to buy all of those materials that I otherwise would have been a little nervous to spend so much money on or um, afraid that I just wouldn't use if I did buy them, it really narrowed it down for me and gave me the chance to try something new out that I ended up really falling in love with. And now that's my primary medium. Like I really only paint with gouache now. Um, I'm trying to, you know, go other pathways, but it's like I always come back to gouache. Um, and that was all because of that little mini grant. And that's cool. I've gotten two of those and they've just really fleshed out my studio. Well, tell us about in. Greece. Like, what did you experience? How did it, how did it feel like? I mean, yeah. tell, tell us about that experience and how it affected you as an artist. We went with a group. Um, so everything was guided with very wonderful tour guides that are dear friends of Jared's. Um, and it was an artist retreat. So several people went with the intention of painting. And me and my friend Bailey Hughes is another painter. Um, we kind of teamed up and were able to just have our own free time to explore. And we would all kind of, we would go out on our own paths and then re regroup and maybe have a lesson or something. But just that solid time to spend making work in a place like that. You know, I've always wanted to travel. Traveling is really dear to me. I've, um... I'm always trying to go somewhere, um, but I never can get as much work done as I would like to. You're on vacation, you're not thinking about making these paintings, but that trip was solely for the purpose of expanding my art. And so, you know, like five or six hours a day making paintings just really transformed how I viewed the natural world, how I viewed my own work. Um, really shifted my perspective in so many ways. Being in nature, being in the water has become just a huge part of there's, I mean, I was looking at my work just on Instagram. This, we have this visual portfolio um, available to the public through Instagram, but there's this definite shift in my work. To me, at least I could see, you know, where I just started paying more attention to things, I think, because of that trip and just really um, trying not to take so many things for granted. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 
This is Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Arts Hour. We're in our final segment talking with the Edelman Coopers. They are visual arts, a whole family of visual artists who live in Jackson and work at the Pearl River Glass Studio here in Jackson. Um, So we've been talking about you each individually as artists. Uh, I'm curious to hear about kind of the family dynamic as artists. Maybe we could start about, you know, either Wendy or Rob talk about when Lucy and Theo especially were small, like how did, you know, you guys are working as artists, how did, was there, was there instruction or was it just kind of, hey, come along with us, here's a piece of paper, you know, what, how did, how did you kind of get them started or did they find it themselves? I think there was a little of, of both, you know, we, we definitely made time for instruction when we felt like it was something that they could benefit from, but we were always making art around the house. Um, Rob and I share a home studio, which is our our one car garage. Uh, we split in half and <laughs> but that's not a very big space. That that, that mainly encompasses the, the glass work that we do. Um, the rest of the work happens in other areas of our house. Um, we have a sunroom which is kind of a painting studio and now Lucy what what was Lucy's room is also sort of a painting studio and a writing studio. Um, so art was always very, uh, very much present throughout the house and they always had their particular interests that we tried to foster whenever things like that came up. Um, but we also always, uh, welcomed them at our workplaces, which were both very creative places and also very welcoming. B.B. Um, Wolf and her crew at Wolf Studio always welcomed Lucy to come in and do things in the summertime. And when she was old enough, came she Lucy came with me to work mm-hmm. in the summers at the Wolf Studio. And uh, likewise, the, at the Glass Studio. Glass Studio was always a very welcoming place for me and the kids growing up, uh, getting ready for those fall shows that we participated in every year at the Glass Studio was was always a really fun way to include the kids. Yeah, we started participating in shows with y'all mm-hmm. from a very young age. A very, very yeah. early Doing age. Yeah, big we group shows we at the Cedars yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucy. One of Lucy's first shows was at the Fisher Gallery um, when when Marcy Nessel was on Dueling Avenue. Um, Marcy has always been a very wonderful supporter of all of our mm-hmm. our family's work. Um, but Lucy was in a, a show. We had a. You, you mentioned the mandalas that I did last year for the Blaylock Studio, and uh, that was a response. That show was a, a response 
to a, a previous show that we had done at the Fisher Gallery years ago that Lucy participated in that was called A Show of Devotion, where we just spent a year researching saints and, and sacred icons and uh, had a, a big theme show at Marcy's Gallery. Um, Lucy, what is, it, what is it like for you having two <laughs> artist parents? Was that just like, I'm just going to get in there with them? Or did you ever think, oh, I can't do this? Or what, what are your memories of kind of, uh, you know, growing up, especially younger years? Definitely just a huge appreciation for everything that I was surrounded by. I think um, when you're a kid, everything that you're surrounded by feels normal to you. And as I get older... It's very apparent that our situation is not very normal. <laughs> um, and But everything that I wanted to do, I always had support. I always had access to materials. If there was something that I was curious about, all I had to do was ask. And either mom or dad would know what I was talking about, a, a surplus of art books and inspiration to draw from in our house. Um, endless records and CDs and just anything that you need to know is kind of in that little house in <laughs> Northeast Jackson. Um, but it was just, I don't know, I am very grateful to have so much support and definitely wouldn't be where I am in my practice had I not had such wonderful role models <laughs> in my life, well, thanks, such as y'all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our kids were a way for us to extend the what what we did with our art. I mean, I remember like birthday parties, especially. I remember uh, one of Theo's parties was constructing all the characters from the Angry Birds game when it was on iPhones. You know, just building that into a three D form and into the backyard and having this kinetic version of of that in real life and for just you know just as a challenge of something to make can we make this you know and, and that was a really fun birthday party you know yeah. pulling birthday out parties mm -hmm. as themed as, uh, as collaborative events that's cool how does rob how does how does um your the rest of your family kind of influence or affect your work in terms of being in this kind of dialogue everybody's working on things how does that have you noticed that or uh, yeah I, I mean um it's it's just well it's it's just really interesting to see it kind of makes me feel like I slack sometimes it's like wow they're they're turning out pieces and I'm just still working on this the same thing what no but that goes both ways <laughs> yeah no it's 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 still it's like you, you never never leave school but you just your classmates or your family in a way um it's 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 really fun it just keeps the energy going knowing everybody's just fluent in art we all love music um that's something else that we share so it's it's just a, a whirlwind of you know whatever we're into at the moment we luckily we get to share that with each other and talk about it mm -hmm. and just so it's yeah it's great i don't know any difference so yeah, it's hard to contrast that with with the absence <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. wendy or lucy what, what are your thoughts about that in terms of how everybody else's stuff affects your work I, I think that I think it has a very positive effect on on my work. Um, I, I think that my work would continue regardless, 
because I just have this really strong need to create um, on a very regular basis with like all kinds of materials. I'm, uh, I love experimenting and trying new things. Um, but having a family that is constantly creating art and music is, is very uh, motivating to me, for mm -hmm. sure. Just seeing what y'all are doing, it kind of keeps, it, it keeps a, a more lively community. I feel like it, it keeps me engaged. Yeah. I think that Theo... With my work bouncing off y'all's. Yeah. Theo working on guitar as avidly as he has the past couple years um, has really influenced all of us, I think, to think more about music and to participate more in music. I've been writing songs for the past couple of years just that kind of go with my paintings and only recently have I started sharing them and I think a lot of that is due to his interest in guitar and he's just gotten so good so fast we're all trying to keep up um but we definitely work off of each other and I think that that is really special um we're always you know bouncing ideas off of each other at work when we're not working on, you know, liturgical themed stuff. We're we're constantly thinking about our personal work and how we want to integrate that into our day to day work life. Um, so it's just the conversation is always going <laughs> with us, and now more than ever, like we're sure. seeing each other all the time. You know, growing up, Theo and I were in school. Mom and Dad had separate jobs. And now we're just all in the same place all the time. I mean, I don't live with them anymore, but in the summertime, Theo does. Mm -hmm. And so, like, every day of the summer is just Cooper family time. <laughs> um, Have you all ever done, like, a collaborative piece or pieces or worked on a project together? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. There were there were some stained glass windows that I did with Dad as a kid. Um, yeah, those two, are pretty funky. Yeah, early on, just learning the, the ropes. Yeah, those were fun. Mm -hmm. um, as far as all four of us, um, that's maybe that's something. Uh, we yeah, need to, we, we something to think about. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. We we do kind of edge in on um, if someone yeah if someone has uh, wants some input or advice. Uh, definitely, we're always contributing ideas but as far as just working together on one one piece yeah maybe not pieces not, not like yet. we've we definitely <coughs> we definitely collaborate kind of i don't know drawing in restaurants has always been a mm. big family thing <laughs> you know waiting on food just kind of passing uh -huh. a notebook around and it's interesting that that has evolved into something that I do with my friends now. Like I, so every somebody week. starts and then another person adds uh -huh. and you see what, what you can make out of the next thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And that, that was always really fun. Um, also did not realize that other families did not do that as a kid, <laughs> you know. Um, it just felt really natural. So those are probably, I mean, those aren't large mm. pieces, but there's definitely collaboration happening pretty constantly with us, I think. You're listening to the Arts Hour, and we're talking with Edelman Coopers, a family of visual artists based in Jackson. Um, I, before we run out of too much time, I wanted to give everybody a chance, if you've got upcoming shows or things that you want to let people know about, 
we're we're heading into the last uh, quarter of the year, an important time for visual artists and sales. Yeah, I know, so for sure. the last quarter is important. So uh, I'll start with you, Lucy. If there's anything that you'd like to uh, let people know about, yeah, there's. Um, well, we're all three working on just a small Halloween-themed market that happens. That's happened the past few years at Urban Foxes. I know what you made last summer, so we'll be churning out some Halloween-themed stuff for that um and i'm working towards a solo show hopefully in november just an open studio so there will be i'll be working on that where you're you open your studio up to to mm -hmm. have guests yeah in okay. midtown midtown very good all right i think we'll be re reinstating the the midtown studio tours mm -hmm. this year so lucy's yeah. studio will be open to to see her work as well as the Pearl River Glass studio and several other other studios mm -hmm. in, in the Midtown, Midtown Arts District mm -hmm. in the Midtown Arts District and that was like I mean pre-COVID that was kind of like November-ish or when was the it kind usually, of the time frame of that it usually happens either the weekend before or the weekend right after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. so kind of late November Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So be on the lookout for that. That's a great opportunity to see a bunch and get to see the artist spaces as yeah. well, not just mm -hmm. the work. For um, sure. Rob, you've you've had some s different shows mm -hmm. over the last year or so. Yeah. So. One one is still hanging up uh, from, luckily, uh, at the new record store in Fondren, End of All Music. I asked them if they would be willing to to host uh, music themed artwork. So I made a lot of music musician portraits. Earlier this year, and a lot of that work's still hanging. Um, so yeah, if if you're in Fondren and want to buy some records and look at art, that's that's a great place to do that. And then yeah, like Lucy said, the, the spooky themed art market coming up at Urban Foxes October 14th. We're all going to be making new stuff for that. So um, it's fun to. I, by day, I normally would be drawing saints, uh, painting saints on glass. So it's it's interesting to kind of flip that on its head. So I'm doing, you know, more spooky themes, monster portraits or whatnot, or characters from movies um, into stained glass and, and uh, just changing the dynamic and, and seeing how that plays on the same materials I would put in a church window. So it's, it's an interesting uh, theme, I guess, to play with. Yeah, like a lot of your, your personal work is more... Um contemporary, I guess, recent contemporary musicians, people mm -hmm. from culture, writers, right. uh, artists, and people right. like that. I think the work I've done at Pearl River has influenced me over the years, and it's um, from painting, figurative, uh, doing a lot of figurative illustration and, and, and stained glass windows that, that's carried over into how I approach working with glass and paint. And um, so, yeah, a, a lot of people that have influenced me, whether they're artists, uh, musicians, writers, or just interesting people, I, 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 it's a challenge to see if I can capture their essence um, in those same materials I work, you know, on a daily basis with. So that, that seems to take over most of what I do in, in my own work. Right. Well, y'all, thank you so much for coming in. Rob Cooper, Wendy Edelman, Lucy Cooper, Theo Cooper in absentia on, on guitar, mm -hmm. uh, the Cooper Edelmans. Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners. So if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org.
at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together.